0: Hi, everyone. Welcome to the NYC Godcast, where we share a wacky word of wisdom each week from God's word. On today's episode, tune in to see how God can take us from mess to masterpiece and from wrecked to righteous. Don't miss the brand new series, Fantastic Failures. Well, happy new year from the NYC Godcast. I I thought you were going to say howdy. (laughs) Howdy! (laughs) (laughs) Am I the only one that's totally blown away that uh, we're already starting another year? Like, Mm. that blows my mind. Yeah. I don't feel like that should be possible. Did anybody have
1: resolutions?
0: Well, we can talk about that. (gasps) Wow. So, hold your horses. I'm holding them. Ganelopes.
1: Gazelle. (laughs) (laughs) Gazelle Ganelopes.
0: You know what I meant. (laughs) 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 So... Uh, I suppose that it's a healthy and even uh, typical thing to start each year with anticipation and expectation. Uh-huh. I think that just kind of comes with the new year. I think that's secular and Christian. You just mm-hmm. think, all right, fresh start. Yep. Uh, but it's not unusual for a lot of people to uh, devote themselves to some sort of New Year's re- resolution uh, aimed at accomplishing more, doing better, achieving greater things, greater heights, becoming a better youth, <laughs> yada, yada, yada. Uh That is until week two of January when it's all just like, all right, this is just like last year. I did this before, Mm -hmm. Uh, so I thought it was rather interesting. So, first off, to get that out of the way, do you guys have any resolutions?
2: To draw closer to God.
1: Oh, that's a good
0: one. That's a good (laughs) one. You guys hesitate. To
1: get some. To get some resolutions.
0: (laughs) Candy. Yeah,
1: just to get some resolutions.
0: (laughs) Okay, well, you (laughs) got a year to work on that. My resolution is I to make resolutions. I think there's
1: a lot of, yeah. um, actually, I feel like there's a lot of pressure because it not only is a new year, but a new year on the like Sunday, like the mm. first of the week. Yeah, the, oh, like the first okay. of the week. So, so the first like, of the first. It's yeah, also first. an
0: odd year, so I hate the whole thing.
1: So, uh, so you're gonna be grumpy until next <laughs> That's year.
0: That's right. Uh, no, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna say the you wrong was year all year. Last
1: year. <laughs> 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 <I was> practicing.
0: <laughs> so I thought it was rather interesting, but according to a recent study, this was just done this in 2022. Uh, 38.5% of US adults set New Year's resolutions which Weird. I was kind of surprised that wasn't higher, higher. Yeah. Uh, I think uh, young adults so I don't know what that's considered probably does. Uh, but it was like 58% of them. Mm-hmm. But all okay. adults, 38% yeah, 38 totally. and a half. So, I, yeah, I thought that would be more. Yeah. How's it 38 yeah. and a half? I, half a guy. I think you lose faith <laughs> as you get older. Yeah, it was <laughs> wishy-washy yeah I was like I'm gonna half-resolute. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, 23% of people quit their resolution before the end of the first week. Ooh, yeah, <laughs> which wow. sounds about right. That sounds good. And then only 9% of people are successful in keeping their resolution. I'm actually kind of surprised that's high. But if you consider 9% of thirty-eight and a half percent of the population. Yeah, that's, really that's small. rather small. There's like so, three people so people out like, there. yeah, there's like three guys in a closet somewhere, and they're like, "We got this resolution in the bag." Um, it was to
1: not talk to anybody. Yeah,
0: <laughs> that's exactly right. Uh, to organize my shoes or something. I don't know. Well, so, talk to me. <laughs> so, who said that? Uh, <laughs> so, there's absolutely nothing wrong with the resolutions. In fact, it's actually a pretty biblical concept mm-hmm. to make a covenant or a promise that's directed at you know challenging and changing your life. We do a lot of things like that around here yeah. at camp. We do prayer stations a lot. It's kind of like a poking at a resolution in your yeah. life. Uh, but the problem is, both in secular and spiritual realms, that we expect our accomplishing uh, uh, of these resolutions to be a smooth Mm, process. We expect, you know what? I'm going to lose 50 pounds this year and it's just gonna be, I'm just gonna do it. And then we think it'll be easy and then when it gets hard, we're like, no, forget it, two pounds is good. Mm, (laughs) Or like, adding 50 pounds is just fine. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) But you know what I mean? Like, we have in our heads like, all right, I'm gonna do this until it gets hard. And then we're like, you never mind. The
1: first meal on Sunday, you're like, Yeah, we're like, forget it. Well, I think it's the... um, in, in everything that we do we glorify things yeah, and we think things are going to be more pretty than what they yeah. are and they're not nothing in life is we like glorify
0: pretty. the end result, and we forget yeah. about the process yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, we the think, well we
1: even glorify that we're like we're going to work out I got a new water bottle Right, I got a new <laughs> <You> workout <would. laughs> outfit I got yeah. like all these things that we yeah. try to make it seem make like make the process
0: like, more tolerable yeah but yeah. it's, it's supposed to be horrible yeah <laughs> everything about exercising and losing weight is supposed to be horrible yeah. but exactly. there's no
2: shortcut like I know myself personally it's like if I invest money Mm -hmm. into something. You you know what I mean? It's like, I bought a new pair of shoes to work out in. So, guess who's gonna work out (laughs) until those shoes wear out? Once the shoes wear out, I was like, okay, I Uh, got my use out of them.
0: But yeah, Yeah. I I think a financial commitment. And really, any kind of investment in that, you know, what yes. I mean, skin of the game. I mean, like last night here at the church, we I, I wouldn't say those were resolutions, but we kind of put skin in the game in front yeah. of everybody yeah. right. uh, by saying this is what I'm going to do this year. Yep. And so anytime you kind of commit publicly, you know, you got accountability. Some yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. But we we all fall for the falsity that we can wake up tomorrow and all of a sudden get it right 100 percent of the time. Right. I'm going to hit this resolution nail on the head and it'll be success and easy peasy lemon squeezy. hmm. We convince ourselves that if we read our Bible more, we'll be flawless. If we pray more, we'll find perfection. If we'll serve others, then we'll be successful spiritually. And yet the problem with this assumption is this: Truth be told, we're working with faulty faculties. Yeah. Even if you did everything right, even if you read your Bible 24/7, even if you hit your microphone, even if you <laughs> prayed. 24-7 <laughs> while you're reading. Even if you tithe the 100%, if you did everything right, if you treated everyone right, if you did everything right, the truth is, it still wouldn't be perfect right. because yeah. you're faulty. You're mm-hmm. flawed. So it's sort of ironic, but have you ever noticed, we talked about this in Sunday school a while back, but have you ever noticed that the Bible kind of goes out of its way uh, if you zoom out, right? So you have the full Bible. I, sh- I should have brought a Bible. Mm. If you had, a, if you had the Bible and you zoom way out on all the stories, mm. the Bible goes out of its way to describe the flaws and failures and faults of every single person ever named in Scripture. Yep. Have you ever noticed that? It's like you'll be reading, you're like, oh, this guy's got it. He's doing. He's some king of Israel, right? He's some king mm-hmm. of Judah. He's like, oh, finally a good guy. Oh, that's not good. Yeah. yeah. Like it's constantly, over and over and over, you're reading, you're like, oh, so close. Mm-hmm. And not just the bad guys, right? The heroes in the stories, mm-hmm. your Abrahams, your Davids, like these great, great, great patriarchs, they're purposely portrayed problematically in scriptures. Wow. Right? It's (laughs) (laughs) mind-blowing. The spiritual giants that we all esteem and love to read about, men and women who were used by God to do remarkable things, they are painted by God with defining defects. Mm -hmm. He's not hiding their blemishes. He's not pretending it's all good. So I'm going to give you a long list of them. Mm -hmm. There are many, many more. I just got tired of writing them, honestly. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We find that Noah, one man out of the entire population of the planet who listened to God and saved mankind was a drunk, mm-hmm. and he didn't disciple his family. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Boo! <right>? <laughs> <laughs> <All> <laughs> we should have had cars. We should have, the <laughs> exes from yeah. uh, America's got talent. Uh, he failed to disciple his family, and ultimately, the Bible says Noah needed grace. Well, do you know the only reason you needed grace? If you failed, if you're no good, if you mm-hmm. have faults, right? That's the mm-hmm. only reason. You don't give grace to people who've got it done perfectly. Yeah. And so Noah, the one guy out of the entire human race that got it right, yeah, he didn't have it right. <laughs> uh, you talk about Job, right? We all love Job. We love to hate the story. Yeah. You know, it's we're like we feel bad for him. and he and the Bible starts off his story by saying he is the upright, just man from us, yes. who God actually define or defends and defines as as righteous, right? We God defends him. And yet you read the story, and you read the end of the story, and you find out that Job was prideful, he was arrogant, and he had to be shrunken down to his rightful size by God. Mm -hmm. Here's Abraham, the father of faith, the man who followed God blindly and founded the heritage of God's people. We find through the story that he lied multiple times. Mm. He doubted multiple times. He feared multiple times and kind of adulterated in a disgusting way Mm. once. Mm. Uh, (laughs) Not multiple. <laughs> What's that we know of? Uh, then his son, Isaac, right? So now we're like, oh, God sends a promised child. He'll be the perfect one. Nope. Isaac, <laughs> Isaac, uh, his son, allowed favoritism in his family. You got the Jacob Esel thing. Wow, is that a hot mess. Uh, we find that Isaac... He gives that on to Jacob. Now, Jacob has favoritism, right? Jacob has one favorite son that he gives a pretty colorful coat to and not the rest of them and just destroys the rest of the family. And so Jacob, who became Israel, the founder of the Jewish people, he was a deceptive liar. Joseph, his son, was prideful. Moses was a murderer, a doubter, and a worrier. Gideon feared and doubted God. Samson lied and misused God's gifts. Oh, yeah, and he was a womanizer. David committed adultery, plotted, lied, murdered. Elijah feared and worried. Jonah hated people. He was racist, (laughs) disobeyed, and ran. Isaiah had unclean lips. Hezekiah was prideful. Peter was quick to speak, doubted, feared, inconsistent, and was embarrassed of Jesus. And that was some of that after Pentecost. Uh, Mary and Martha doubted God's plan. Uh Lazarus died, but that's not a flaw of his. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you don't understand. Uh, Thomas doubted God's plan completely. The disciples were constantly constantly <laughs> They were constantly sleeping when they should have been awake, fearing when they should have been brave, doubting when they should have been believing. They lacked understanding. They put their foot in their mouth. They misused the big picture and misunderstood everything. The Apostle Paul, oh yeah, he hunted and killed people for a living and and did horrible things to their families. And he fought his Christian counterparts. So do we see? And again, that was a very small list of all the people in the Bible. I felt like we were doing
1: begat, begat, (laughs) begat. Oh,
0: sorry. Uh, But like, there's so many more. You could add so, so many more names in there. But I tried to pick out the big ones that were like, oh, those are the good guys. No, no. And so, do we realize that failure is not an exception, but it's the rule of righteousness? Mm
2: -hmm. Yes.
0: Do we, do we understand what that means? Let me say that again. Do we realize that failure is not the exception, but it's the rule for those who are righteous? Mm-hmm. Uh, these people are the very founders of faith. They're the very build building blocks of belief in God's grand plan of salvation. These are the people that God uses to create his kingdom and to teach us about himself. God says, those hot mess of a bunch, let's use them to describe who I am. Mm-hmm. And so how easily God could have skipped over all these blemishes. He could have skipped the hairy parts and just told us the good things they did about and how that pointed to him. I mean, if you if you really zoom out, right, who who wrote the Bible ultimately? God. God. Yeah, God. Yeah. I was like, you guys are like a Dr. I thought, Seuss. I don't know. I God. I didn't know if it was a rhetorical question. I know, You don't <laughs> yeah, trust my question what asking. What I mean. yeah. Yeah. God ultimately authored all of the Bible. And so if you're God, you can do all things. You're going to write a book about yourself. If you're the one telling the story here, why not make it squeaky clean and pristine? Like, you're a holy God. Why not rip out all the bad stuff? It's necessary. It really is. And that's really the point of the month, this month, what the series we're going to. So why not uh, leave the, the um, why do we need to know that David slept around? Why does he want to tell us about Thomas needing to put his hands inside the scars of Jesus? Why do we need to know about these flaws? The reason is that God always demonstrates his strength one way. The only way God demonstrates strength is through weakness. Mm-hmm. His specialty is taking failures and making them something fantastic. Mm-hmm. And that's our theme this month is from fantastic failures. Uh, and so the truth is flawed and faulty flesh is all that God has to work with. <clears throat> There's no other kind. Yeah. There are no perfect people. There are no sinless saints. This is exactly uh, what Jesus talks about in in uh, Luke five thirty and thirty two. But the scribes and the Pharisees murmured against his disciples, saying, "Why do ye eat and drink with the publicans and sinners?" And Jesus, answering, said unto them, "They that are whole need not a physician, but they that are sick. I came," Jesus says, "not to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance." So is Jesus saying, if you're if you're righteous, I don't you don't need me. Or if you're well, you don't need me. Is that what he's saying here? No. No. He's saying you all need me. You just want to admit that you're sick and that you're. Yeah. Right. Well,
1: that's the thing is I think that's where you get stuck is there's people, especially when you come from like the world and like even in the church, it's the I'm good enough. Right. And that's the problem. Even in the churches, we're like, well, I'm better than that person. At least I'm better than that person. And that's where you get stuck in this, like, you don't want to move past it because you're like, I'm already doing better than someone else.
0: And really, if you zoom out, that's really good, because if you zoom out, really, that's the whole point of the whole Bible. That's Mm -hmm. why he's telling us all the flaws, because mankind is not our comparison. Yeah. Right. God is. And that's the whole point of the Bible is all these people tried to be holy and righteous like God and they failed miserably. God is the standard and none of us are ever going to achieve that. But like you said, so many people, especially outside of the church, but even in the church, Mm -hmm. so many people play that comparison game where they're like, we're good. Good enough. This is satisfactory.
2: I I think, you know, it's it's kind of almost a basis of modern society outside of the church and sometimes inside the church is, is that like, as long as you're not last. Yeah. You're doing yeah. you know, like as, right. as long as you see somebody in your life doing worse than you, then yeah. Then, yeah. then you're doing okay. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it, it creates that even if you see someone who's doing worse than you, you don't want to help them yeah. because then that's like they, they may have pull yeah. ahead yeah. of you, yeah. Yeah. and then you're
0: yeah, like yeah. that. Like, yeah, you know, yeah. It, it creates a very there's no participation prize for Christianity. No like, and I feel like that's kind of snuck into the church. Like as long as I'm here, right. yeah, it counts. And, yes, ultimately, the person who is just there will be saved by the grace and blood of Jesus just as much as the saint who did mm-hmm. everything. But there will be const- – Jesus says you'll give a, a – re- not report. What is the account. word? Account. 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 Thank you. Account. Mm-hmm. I totally I'm like, it. Look at you all. I'm give looking. an account for your stewardship. Give an account for what you've been given. And so that's what he's talking about is we're going to pay the price for just yeah. sitting on the pew. So back to this – back to Luke 5. To paraphrase the scene here, Jesus is being questioned, right? The Pharisees come to Jesus. So Jesus is being questioned. If you're supposedly the son of God, why are you associating with imperfect people? Jesus responds by telling them that imperfect people are the very ones who need his perfection. Jesus says he didn't come for the perfect people. He didn't come for those who are upright, prim, proper, and perfect. He came to the sinners mm-hmm. because it it's the sinners who need him. And really, there's only one kind of people, and they're all sinners. Mm -hmm. And so the irony here is just that. Even these Pharisees, even these scribes, they were sin sick, and they didn't even know it. Mm -hmm. They had glaring flaws that they covered up and denied. And so the Bible tells us that all have sinned and fallen short of that standard, like you were talking about. Mm -hmm. All have fallen short of the standard or the glory of God, meaning that every single person who's ever and will ever live is indeed sin sick and a need of the great physician to make us whole.
1: I think that's the thing. I know we've heard it specifically in our church, and I'm sure there's other places that people have said this. It's the whole thing of, well, if I can't achieve it, if I can't be perfect, then why try? Yeah. And that takes it all away. Yeah. All the failures and the flaws that, of all these people in the Bible that God used, that takes away yeah. your excuse to be like, well, I can't be perfect, then I might as well not yeah. try.
0: And I mean, do you see how how <laughs> ridiculous that is? Yeah. <laughs> like if you, if you went to the doctor and you were like, I broke my finger, and you're like, you know what? I can't have a perfect finger. I might as well go like smoke and drink and like yeah. go and <laughs> cut my, my wrists. And, yeah, yeah, like I might as well yeah. like do you yeah. see how dramatic yes, that is. Like yeah. mm-hmm. that doesn't add up at all. But in Christianity, that's exactly mm-hmm. what we do. Well, if I can't do it all, then I'm not going to do any it's of the it. The easier I, way out. Yeah, it's an, it's a lame excuse. Yeah. That's all. Growing
2: up, I, I love how you just cut off and you just, anyway. but like, <laughs> <laughs> so like growing up, like one, one thing that was in, in us was always try to be Christ like try to try your best to be like Jesus every day but you're going to fail yeah and then the next day get up and try again but guess what you will continually yeah. fail at this and i think as a christian like that's kind of like a hard thing to like swallow you know what yeah, i mean because yeah. like you know we we see these youtube videos or whatever of someone struggling to do something they struggle they struggle they struggle and then they finally achieve, achieve it, yeah. it you know what mm-hmm. i mean so like oh look they achieved it yay but in life of a christian like we're never gonna achieve that yeah. but yet we're getting up every day
0: yeah. trying just as hard as the day yeah. before yeah. yeah i got it so maybe so there, this is a weird analogy but you know that's really kind of have yes. so yeah. so like imagine that we're all in a entry to climb a mountain, like Mount, mount Everest, because we're from Kentucky. <laughs> oh, Rock, Kevin. He smells <laughs> me. Uh, <laughs> Crumpet. I realized it's Mount Crumpet. We watched The Grinch, and I... Yeah. Yes, we I said that did, last yeah. week. Yeah, okay. you walked out Yeah, me. you uh, okay. out. Yeah. I, my, my Christmas has been ruined because I didn't know what mountain it was. Uh, so imagine back to Jesus. Imagine that we're all climbing this mountain, and and we get on this mountain, and it's like impossibly high, and so we're all like trying to get to the highest point, but you're totally beginning, you won't get to the top. Mm-hmm. But do you realize that the more you strive, the more you'll enjoy the view? Mm -hmm. And ultimately, if you spend your life striving to get to the top, guess what? Someone will come with a helicopter and just bring you there. That's kind of the Christianity. Like, we're all in it for the striving in the moment. The Mm -hmm. goal is not arrival because we know biblically we will arrive because of Jesus. He's going to take you there. But it's the process of getting there in the meantime and our waiting. Does that make sense? That makes perfect sense. Yeah, and so I think that that's one of the reasons and we talk about that around here a lot, but one of the reasons you can't only focus on heaven as a Christian. Mm-hmm. You have to focus on the abundant life, yep. which right. is the here and now before we die, that's so important that Jesus came to give us. Yep. And it's that process. Mm-hmm. So, uh, to, one of the most powerful realizations that I've come to in my Christian life is to realize that I am a terrible failure. Mm-hmm. And that God knows that. Mm-hmm. That really has been Great. Yeah. Uh, to know. And, and really just <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, just name tag every morning. Failure yeah, yeah. of God's. Um, yeah. and, and again, we're not a little bit of just there, but we're not saying we're intentionally being failures. But no, it's trying. the fact that we're trying, truly, sincerely trying. But yes. God knows that there won't be perfection here. Yeah. Right. That really is a powerful release of freedom when you realize that as a Christian. He's not surprised when you mess up. He's not caught off guard when you let him down. He's not devastated and needs to, uh, he's not devastated and needs a few days to recover when your life is a hot mess express. This is a very good point that that you're bringing up because I was talking to
2: Miguel two Wednesdays ago, two Tuesdays ago, and uh, we were talking about like, I I don't think personally that God has ever disappointed in us because disappointment requires an unawareness. Okay? So like, for example, Juliet does something that you didn't think she would do. She would never. She did. she did. (laughs) Well, God knows exactly how we're going to screw up, how badly it's going to be. So there's no disappointment on his end. You know what I mean? I think we, because we we truly cannot comprehend God's love or forgiveness for Mm -hmm. us. So we can only perceive it from our minds, yeah, okay. Right. So then, like now that all three of you have kids, mm-hmm. when you're disappointed by your kid, it's like I'm so disappointed, and and a lot of times we use that instead of saying angry. Yeah, I'm not angry with you. just yeah, I'm just disappointed. I'm just disappointed. Yeah. You know what I mean? And yeah, then talking do this time, <laughs> <laughs> like I'm so
0: disappointed. Didn't take the brink. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. So it's a very like and it's 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 a it's a healthy thing to realize as a child of God's. Hmm. Um, but it's also, there can be an unhealthy way to take an unhealthy level to take that to mm-hmm. where, uh, and that's what Paul alludes to in the new Testament where he's like, does that mean just since grace abounds, just live however you want to. And right. he says, God forbid the most strong language Paul could give. He's saying, no, that's not what that means, yeah. mm-hmm. but it is healthy. Don't throw the ba- baby out with the bathwater. You know what I mean? It, right. It's a healthy balance of not literally, Yeah, have like mental say that. that. <laughs> Whoopsie. <laughs> Baby. Uh, we're there's we're truth to that statement. But, Is there? You know, no, I don't right. want to. Yeah. It Sounds like Dung a fun yeah. it story. <laughs> it's a big drain. <laughs> yeah. So, God's not devastated. He's not surprised. Mm-hmm. But God sees my mess. And in spite of me, He's determined to make my failures into something fantastic. And so in every failure and every fault, God sees an opportunity to put himself on display in and through me. So make no mistake, God never allows us to remain in our state of righteous wreck. He never wants us to stay. And so any church you go to, any book you read, any Facebook post, anything that says you're okay the way you are, or anything that tells you, you know, God's happy, you can be, you know, your best you is just try as hard as you can. That's all rubbish. It's no, big no, boo. Uh, But... God sees your sad state. He sees how pathetic you are and his goal is to put Jesus into that and make it better. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so it's always like you said that that process of achieving that process of obtaining and reaching for more. Mm-hmm. yeah And so uh, one of the modern church's favorite sayings uh, that we hear constantly is come as you are. And yet, the entire point of coming to Jesus is to be changed and transformed and renewed and reborn. And so, absolutely, come as you are, but never stay as you are. Yeah, he's going like to leave you there. Yeah, like, he will. Ne- yeah. He loves you too much right. to leave you there. And so, come as you are, but let Jesus take this hot mess and make it into a masterpiece that puts His might in on display. And so, let him have the broken pieces so that he can make them beautiful. Show him. So he can show himself in and through you. Every failure in life is an opportunity for triumph. That is really a powerful statement. And like I said, that has been so uh, encouraging in my soul. Every failure is an opportunity for triumph if you'll let him use it. Absolutely. It's a God-given chance to show his grandeur, his might, his strength in and through a weak, measly, pathetic, hot mess express vessel like myself. I always use the
2: example. You all may have heard this before. Where is that on the Friday when they killed Jesus, like, that was, like, the possible worst day. You know what I mean? And, like, I always think, like, so what were the disciples doing Saturday? Yeah. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, they weren't like, oh, he'll be back tomorrow. Like, (laughs) you know, people will get a day off. Okay, he'll be back tomorrow. Like, I'm sure they were, like, distraught, weeping. They were like, we put everything into this. You know what I mean? And God's just sitting back, like, just, just. Yeah. Wait, Wait. Like this yeah. is gonna turn into like the greatest yeah. day ever. So yeah. no matter what you're going through or how low you feel, God can take that
0: and make it into like the Absolutely. greatest part of your life. Yeah. And the disciples are really a perfect example of what we're talking about because they they had left all to follow Jesus. Jesus dies, and instead of standing up for the, him, instead of believing him, remembering his words, instead of coming to his defense. They all went and cried and moped and pouted and doubted. They thought they'd waste, like you said, they thought they'd wasted their lives. And so fast forward, Jesus comes back and guess who he decides to use to build a church upon and to start literally Christianity across the globe? These same guys. He takes their failures and makes them into something fantastic mm-hmm. that's impacting us even yet today. Mm-hmm. And so that's all of us. Don't stay in that Saturday depression state between right. the resurrection or the crucifixion and the resurrection. Don't stay there allow him to come and take that hot mess express and make it into a masterpiece. Yep. That's a great yeah. point. She said nothing as usual. She got something to say. I think so.
2: That's always. Say it, say it, say it, say
0: it. <laughs> <laughs> is there someone behind me? All right. Well, today's feature content is uh, one of my favorites. It's called my advocate by run collective. Uh, the considerable quotes, a spur one. It says this, God does not need your strength. He has made more than enough power of his own. He asks your weakness. He has none of that for himself. And he is longing, therefore, to take your weakness and use it as an instrument in his own mighty hand. Will you not yield your weakness to him and receive his strength? He has the best quotes. Mm -hmm. Today's charge up challenge is this. Consider your failures and weaknesses and make a list of them. Ooh, what a time. Mm -hmm. And write them down. Make a list. A long list. A big, ugly, hairy long list. (laughs) And with that, I'm list, hairy. you know, not like literally <laughs> out of the fridge, yes,
1: <laughs> with the ice cubes not that you li- kick underneath there.
0: <laughs> we don't have ice uh, or cubes. Uh, <laughs> so, with that list, Harry or not, in hand. Don't just say a prayer. Don't just mutter words, but really do business with God and pray that God would demonstrate his strength through your weakness. Ask him to transform your failures into something fantastic. And then take that list that you've fully given over to God and put it somewhere where you'll see it regularly and continue to evaluate the progress that God is making in transforming your process. Well, I hope you all will join us next week as we... uh, well, let me give you this. We'll do a trivia question. Is that work? <laughs> okay. I should decide right. how we going to do that. And CJ can cut this off if he doesn't want to hear. Uh, so <laughs> trivia question. We're going to try to, with the new year starting, we're going to try to do trivia to uh, keep you all engaged and coming back. And so question for the class. Y'all can't look at the answer. I already seen oh, shucks. Uh, so we're talking about New Year's resolutions. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What percent of New Year's resolutions made are to exercise more in the upcoming year? A, 10%, B, 23%, C, 54%, or D, 48%. So comment your answer below, and we will give the answer to that trivia question next week. Mm-hmm. Well, friends, thanks. So oh, you got to comment. No, I got to remember. Uh, oh, yeah, you <laughs> That's do. That's me. That's yeah, you. Well, yeah. <laughs> friends, uh, thanks so much for joining us. Make sure to like, comment, and share below. If this has been a blessing, write to us here at the NYC Podcast. We would love to hear from you. Uh, until next time. We'll Bye. see ya. So long, guys.
1: <laughs> but like, they were like graceful, like you know how like gazelles. But they were antelope. Are you sure? They had the horns. It's the
0: gazelles. They, but those go down. It was
2: her dream <laughs> <laughs> say, now.
0: Listen. Like, <laughs> thank you, Kevin. Touche. <laughs> Touche.
2: <laughs>
1: what was in like, my dream. I mean, fair? Okay. Actually, fair enough. I probably wouldn't be able to distinct the difference. But in, my, was but, in, my, but in my brain, right in the dream, my brain was like, oh, that's a cantaloupe. Or
0: not cantaloupe. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I've been <laughs> Jamie's dreams. It's wonderful. <laughs>